You're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. Hello, welcome to another episode of Unemployed AF Dad. I am Adam. And I'm Leslie. And these days are the holidays. The holiday season. It's upon us. Hmm? <laughs> we did an episode last year uh, about this, you know, just being alcohol-free during the holidays or, you know, trying to maybe change up your holiday traditions. I know for us, for many years, not that it would revolved around alcohol, but there certainly was that component to it. My siblings would all be in town, you know, we'd have some drinks or, you know, over at your parents' house, we'd bust out the bourbon. So was certainly a part of the holidays. And then last yeah. year was the first holiday that we had without alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so navigating through that. So we wanted to talk about that again today because, you know, it's only, what, three weeks, two and a half weeks till Christmas, something like that. And so you may have already had some parties, you know, holiday parties with friends or going out to dinner or office holiday parties, but also, you know, may have some things coming up around the actual Christmas holiday. and. If you want to avoid drinking alcohol, we're going to talk about some ways you can do that. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy when you go to the grocery store and uh, I mean, obviously it's like lined with like all of like the holiday treats and um, what are you saying? Like, uh, like, you know, Starbucks, like mugs with like gift cards and all of like that kind of fun holiday stuff. But um, I never really realized how uh, like present alcohol is in the holiday season like even um brands will have like their holiday edition of alcohol or uh you know they'll just change their labeling to make it a little bit more festive and stuff and i'm not gonna lie like you know i've walked past some wine and i'm like oh wow like that's that's really i don't know why it just draws me in because it's so pretty and you just are like oh that's that's festive i would love that that's a real way they market alcohol with the the packaging it's so attractive the the emotional and and the visual they know what they're doing i remember a few years ago i bought like a holiday i think it was just like a jack daniels but it had like Mm -hmm. little glasses with little oh yeah yeah trees and you know christmas stuff going Uh on and just, you know, being at the store the other day, I saw that too with, um, you know, different alcohols and their little holiday packaging. Um, so, yeah, they definitely try to capitalize on the holidays and, and drinking. But I, I think it's really easy because, again, going back to my own experience, around the holidays, you usually have time off work. So you're not mm. in your holiday routine or I'm not sorry, you're not in your everyday routine, yeah. you're in your holiday routine. And so you're like, well, I don't have to get up Time and go to work. Time doesn't exist in the yeah, holiday exactly. Routine. It's just kind of all a, a weird every day is Saturday uh-huh. type of situation. So, you know, you sometimes tend to overindulge, whether mm-hmm. that's with, you know, alcohol or food or, or yeah. definitely food and candy. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, when I was growing up, always made, you know, treats around the holidays. Oh, yeah. and that, Do you remember that, the, my favorite for her, that she made was the, uh, the mint Oreos dipped in chocolate. It was like a giant thin mint. Oh my God. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So you have that association and you know, oh, when I was a kid during the holidays, I had these little treats and you want to continue some traditions and just eat a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well too, like you think it's almost like scarcity mindset too. You're like, well, I only get this once right. a year. Like grandma only makes, you know, peanut butter balls at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And you know, Aunt Sally only makes whatever at this time of year. And so, yeah, you feel like I want to have that, but everybody only makes things <laughs> once a year. 
But then after <laughs> at the, one time after the holidays, there's leftovers, and you're like, ugh, I just I can't yeah. eat anymore. Yep. I no. cannot do it. Mm-mm. And I think that's why a lot of people do dry January because again, over the holidays, sometimes yeah. you do tend to overindulge, and um, by the time January rolls around, you're like, I I need mm-hmm. to do this. I need a detox. And dry January or like I'm starting my diet January 1st. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we've talked about this before in the last one we did. You don't have to wait till January 1st Mm. to do dry January. Let's start it now. You know, get get yourself a little bit of a head start going into the new year. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I think that keeps you from, you know, overindulging, Mm -hmm. maybe having that mentality like, well, I know I'm going to start it, you know, on January 1st, so I'm going to live it up while I right? can. Right, like and, let loose. Right. Uh, what do you think is the, like, most difficult? If somebody was like, oh, okay, like, I'll start not drinking now and not wait until the holidays. Like, what's the what's the most difficult part of that? Well, for me, a few years ago, it would have been with my siblings and I all get together. Mm. Because for as long as I can remember, when we get together, we we had drinks, right? And that was just a part of it. And so I always had that mentality that, you know, in order to have a good time, we had to have some drinks. And that's silly because I grew up with my siblings. None of us drank until later on. Mm -hmm. And we always had fun. But it it just became uh, a part of, you know, getting together. Like everyone got together and brought a six pack. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And a few months ago, or not months ago, weeks ago, Thanksgiving wasn't that long ago. (laughs) um, We had a family get together, obviously, for Thanksgiving. Everybody but... um, you know, my brother Andrew and his family um, was there and we didn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we, of course, didn't, but nobody drank. Uh, my sister made some mocktails and, um, you know, in prior years probably would have had some drinks. And it's not that we specifically asked them not to drink. We don't care. And it's not that they um, probably even consciously made that decision. It's just the ripple effect, mm-hmm. right? You said that before we came online, the ripple effect that there, there's been, you know, a year and a half plus now of us not drinking. People are just kind of used to that. So you may change your habits a little bit when you're around people that, you know, aren't going to drink. Yeah. And I think that's really, I think that's awesome to kind of zoom out and see the effect that you have, like your, your one decision in your life, which you're not requesting anybody else to stop drinking. You're just saying like, I got to do this for me, but it does have an impact. Um, even going to, to my family's house for, um, the holidays, like, um, you guys used to always drink bourbon when we were there, or you'd make old fashions or, um, even just like, you know, just bring some beer or something. And that like, no one really does that anymore. You know, like, it just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even happen. And it's not because they Are think- you the, Were you the catalyst? Were you I the- I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> probably. You were the instigator? It's not that they even think that we're going to judge them or- Not anything. at all. Yeah. It's, no. And again, I don't even know if they're consciously Mm-mm. making that. But we talked about it. You know, if you go out to dinner with, or, or anywhere, and somebody, you know, starts off by ordering a drink, the tendency is somebody like, oh yeah, I'll have a drink mm-hmm. too. And kind of the, again, down the line- but if somebody starts off and orders a drink and then nobody else orders a mm-hmm. drink, a lot of times they'll be like, you know what? I don't want, I don't want Yeah. cancel that because nobody wants to sit there and drink alone. Right. It, again, it's conformity. Right. right. But sometimes it could be in a good way. You mm-hmm. conform to what other people are doing if they're not drinking and keeps you from drinking. And again, it's not any sort of judgment. We've talked about this many times. Yeah. We're not telling people not to drink, but it is cool to see 
that when people are in an environment where they're with someone they know is not going to drink, sometimes they just don't drink as well, even though maybe they, they would, would have. have. Right? Yeah. Um, your your story about you know one person uh, ordering a drink, or whatever, it reminded me of uh, Friday night when we were at my sister's 40th birthday party and you ordered a decaf coffee. And I was like, and then our friend Diane ordered one. And then I was like, that sounds really good. And I was like, make it three, you know, and right. you just don't even realize yeah. how like unconsciously you're like, oh, their decisions are swaying mm-hmm. me, you know, and I don't even really drink coffee anymore. But at that time I was like, that sounds really good. Yeah. Because I'm a trendsetter. Great idea at eight o'clock at night to drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> we were having cake. I wanted some <laughs> coffee with my cake. And by the way, the cake was fantastic art did a really good job picking up that yeah, cake yeah you've been talking about this I cake all to, weekend i need to stop i need to stop <laughs> your sweet tooth is was, on like level, level i stopped 10. i stopped drinking alcohol and i developed a sweet tooth <laughs> it's a uh, it's a bit of an addiction mm-hmm. yes but yeah. you know I, I think another reason people may tend to drink a little bit more during the holidays is because it's supposed to be this happy time of year right mm-hmm. and for some people it's not yeah. And then it could be a you know multitude of reasons, um, but it is still you know <laughs> life goes on right. It's not like it just completely stops. You still have um, you know issues in your life. Maybe you have problems. You have financial situations. A lot of people still have to work. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody has the luxury of taking off a week for Christmas. Um, so it's or it's hard to. It's not that you know it, it's always just like you know, a happy time for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes people want to use alcohol or, or anything to, you know, distract themselves, numb themselves, um, help them forget some of the issues that are and and try to be happy along with everyone else. Right. Like it's Christmas. I should be happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that. I was a emotional suppressor for most of my life. So then, you know, when you get around a whole lot of people, you're like, oh, I should be, you know, I should be upbeat or I should be, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, I should be present. I'll drink in, <laughs> in order to be more present. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't really work that way. You know, you're, you're just kind of numbing everything. And it's uh, it's almost it's an imitation happiness. And then, of course, you know, if you drink a little bit too much, then it just becomes maybe um, anger or, you know, kind of takes a turn for the worse. But um, yeah, for me, it was like uh, it was just so overwhelming to be around so many people for such an extended amount of time. And I had zero boundaries in my life. I had no ability to say, like, I'm overloaded and I haven't done all the things in my life to um, fill my cup. And so I'm coming with an empty cup and I'm coming overwhelmed. So I'm going to drink in order to do uh, what I need to do with my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so incredibly yeah. unhealthy. That is. So that's a great unhealthy. point. People use alcohol to get through the holidays because they have yeah. to sometimes be with family. And, you know, maybe maybe not everybody has a great family dynamic. And mm-hmm. so they use alcohol to, again, get through it. Yeah. I remember, you know, before we had, had kids even, we would uh, we had that one christmas where we actually went to a bar on christmas night like i think that's sad that is sad thinking back upon that i'm like you know we just thought like hey we go alone though no no we did but like after we did all the holiday events yeah it was at night we're like hey let's let's go to a bar like 
Yeah, I mean. But then you think to your, like the now, fact that that bar was open. And I was going to say people had to work at a bar on Christmas. Yes, time. like that is sad too. That's what I was going to say. And like, again, somebody no has we to, did it. But yeah. like looking back, I'm like, man, that's just not what the holidays are about. I know it's really not. And I mean, obviously, we have children now, so we would never, we would never do that. Um, but if we go back to being present, in addition to having children. Um, I don't think that you, I don't think that alcohol and being present can, can coexist together. Uh, again, that's not a judgment. I think that's just a reality. Fact, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then when you layer children on top of that, like your children want your attention more than anything in the world, especially during the holiday times, because you're with them so much and, and they want that they want to feel that emotional connection. And for some people that can be very overwhelming, even as a parent. I mean, I remember that. And, um, you know, alcohol just kind of uh, numbs that. Um, but your children can tell that you're not oh, yeah. fully there for them. And I'll be completely honest. There were times um, when I did drink that I wanted to drink during certain holiday yeah. events because I'm like, I just this is not something I enjoy. And I know my well, kids. It might be like a little bit awkward. Right. Too. And I know my kids want to do this. And, yeah. you know, again, like, I'll just use alcohol <laughs> to maybe like perk me up. Perk me up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And give me that little boost. And mm-hmm. then I'll be more fun. And I won't, you know, it won't look like I'm not having a good time. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean. Let's be real. Like nine o'clock hits and I'm going to be grumpy no matter yeah, what. No yeah. matter how much I've filled my cup. No matter. Like, I just, my battery is is drained. I'm done. I'm I'm not my best. So. But that's the sacrifice you make for kids. You know, yeah. you you do things that you are going to make them happy, even if it's not what you really want to mm-hmm. do. For I've, sure. I've always said that about parades. I can't stand <laughs> parades. I think parades are one of those things that like, you know, when you hear the parade, everybody thinks, oh, that's mm-hmm. a great time. It's so fun. No, parades are boring, in my <laughs> opinion. But, you know, there's uh, holidays like uh, our holiday traditions like the Thanksgiving Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the Christmas Parade and Mm -hmm. kids want to watch that or go do your local parades Mm -hmm. Um, and you do it because you love your kids even though you don't enjoy them sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot of things you do uh, that you don't enjoy because you have children Mm -hmm. and that's okay I think Yeah. yeah that's that's part of being a parent but going back to being present, you know, uh, again, you want to have those memories of your kids enjoying those moments around the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, again, going back to my childhood, I have so many fond memories of doing things, um, traditions with my family. Um, and I would hate for me to look back and not remember those because mm-hmm. they're kind of fuzzy because I was always drinking. Or even my kids have that memory as, you know, dad was, dad was drinking. You know, dad had, you know... Whatever. Jiggle juice. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I don't want that. I want I want to have clear, vivid memories mm-hmm. of the holidays and I want my kids to have memories of us all doing it as a family without uh, without any alcohol involved. Yeah. Again, no judgment to people who incorporate alcohol into their, mm-hmm. their holiday traditions. I'm I know there's a lot of people out there that do, but um I would encourage you to maybe switch it up this year and see what kind of holiday you can have without alcohol. And, you know, again, I didn't want to, um, you know, wake up some mornings super early around the holidays because I had been drinking. For sure. Like, you you know, there uh, there were Christmas mornings where I maybe didn't, I wasn't feeling 100% because we had drank the night before. Mm-hmm. And again, that just, you don't get to share in the excitement of your kids, you know, opening up presents and things like that. You know, not that I went out and got 
wasted, but you know, you know, had a maybe a dull headache or didn't get great quality sleep, and mm-hmm. it takes away from the experience. It does, and your kids are only little for so long. You know, you only have so many Christmases with them when they're little. So mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of you gotta savor them. You gotta gotta really enjoy them. Yeah, you didn't really have a whole lot of experiences with like office holiday parties, really. I mean, you've had work work events, I guess, but. Usually, like my work events are me and my therapist mm-hmm. friends, like my close friends, getting together and and going out. So it wasn't like a big holiday party. Like my my um, company does a holiday party, but you can choose to participate or not participate. And mm-hmm. I just never went. Um, but when me and my friends get together, yeah, I always I always go. Um, and there's been years in the past where, yeah, especially like. Um, Maybe not so much during the holidays because we're all women. And um, I think uh, traditionally women kind of take charge of the holidays in their house, like gift giving and, um, you know, making food and wrapping the presents and making sure everybody has what they need. And so um, most of the time we would kind of break and be like, oh, I'm so busy. Like I can't, we can't, we just can't, we can't make this work. But, um, most of us are, our kids are a little bit older and so we don't have quite that pressure now. Um, and so we're able to, to meet together, but usually we just go out somewhere. It's usually a bar and, um, you know, just for an hour or two and enjoy each other's company. And there's been times when, yeah, I've, I've drank and hung out and, uh, over the past year, I haven't. And like, you know, there's no, (laughs) there's no judgment. There's no, um, you know, anything like, oh, well, like, let's go somewhere that, you know, Leslie can go or anything like that. You know, I just go and order my club soda and and lime and enjoy the company. Mm -hmm. And I will say, like, I do feel like I'm much more present. I feel like I can really, um, like, have conversations and um I don't know just not get um um I don't know I don't even know what the word is um but I can just I can just be I can be in the moment and really savor that and I think that's really special yeah thinking back to prior years when I was working in an office and we would have a holiday party every year and it was something we all looked forward to because we got to get dressed up and be outside of work Mm -hmm. and you know person at work and a person outside of work a lot of times can be very different Mm -hmm. you know you tend to you know let your hair down a little bit metaphorically speaking and (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any hair to let down anymore I did at the time (laughs) but again you're you kind of you know relax a little Mm -hmm. bit and can kind of uh, cut loose and so we really always looked forward to those times and there was always an open bar and the kind of the running joke was, I wonder who's going to make a fool of themselves this year because Mm -hmm. it seemed like every year somebody drank too much and something happened. There was a story. There was a story. And then for the next, you know, two weeks after that at work, people would be like, Oh, can you believe that happened? And, you know, looking back, why do you want to be that person? I mean, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not something people forget. Like I remember somebody getting, very very sick at the bar afterwards um and this was Ew. 10 years ago and i still remember i i probably haven't seen or talked to this person 
in eight years, and I still remember exactly. And when I think of her, unfortunately, I think Aww, of that event. That's and it's yeah, it's just. Do you want someone's memory of right, you like to that, be like that seared in your yeah. brain? But unfortunately, I think um, you know maybe not at the holiday Christmas party, but um, I think we all have. I think we all have. Oh, for sure. That memory of us doing something yeah. that is very out of character for us because yeah. it was alcohol induced yeah but and yeah. there's a lot of shame and regret in that and you do have to work past that but just going back to the the holiday parties that you know my office used to throw the fact that there was an open bar and alcohol seemed to be a big part of it and it was almost promoting that you know, that's the main like, event, right? That is the main. I yeah. mean, other than the fact you get to get dressed up and you have a nice meal, yeah. um, it's all about alcohol after that. Mm-hmm. And then where where's the next place we're going to take mm-hmm. this party? Um, so it could be very difficult. Like if I was not drinking, mm-hmm. those holiday parties would have been tough to navigate because literally everyone around me was drinking. Like, Well, you had that experience when you went, you had to go to Texas for your job. Uh, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they did like a an after work uh, bowling thing or something. We had right? several several times where we were doing because it was like a a training for like a sales training, mm-hmm. and it was like two or three days. And outside of the trainings, we would always go do something. Yeah. Like we first met at a bar. And then we did like a bowling thing with an open bar. Uh-huh. And then afterwards we did like karaoke at a bar. Isn't that odd that they did that and then they expect you to show up the next day like bright eyed, bushy tailed and ready to actually that's a, learn? That's You're an like, amazing point because the next morning. <laughs> you just poisoned me. Yeah, the next morning people were tired. You oh, could tell yeah. people were dragging. And it's yeah, it's like you want us to come in and learn and get better at our jobs. But, but you're. you're yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You're poisoning us the night. Not they're poisoning us. We're all adults making decisions. Absolutely. But, but you're providing you're the poison. You're providing it. You're providing <laughs> like, it. And I think I was, so crazy. I was one of two people that wasn't drinking. Mm. And there was probably 70, 80 people. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the bar one night, they, um, I don't know if it was the CEO or it was somebody very high up mm-hmm. in management said, hey, let's all do a round of shots and, you know, celebrate, you know, the company or whatever. And so they're passing out drinks and somebody gives one to me and I was like, oh, no, I don't want this. They're like, oh, come on, you got to celebrate with us. And it's like you, you're going back to being a kid in peer pressure. Mm-hmm. We're all adults here. Yeah, we're, yeah it's like, no, I, I said no. To, That's yeah, okay. exactly. And it's like, why is this something that we use to celebrate, like, that is interesting because it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to make you happy, yeah, right? And yeah. we all celebrate when we're happy, but it's not real happiness. It's mm-hmm. it's masked happiness or it's, it's you know, suppressed just, happiness or, or right. manufactured. And I've used the example before and it may be an extreme example, but it is alcohol is a drug. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. So how weird and backwards would it be if we're all at a bar and someone <laughs> says, hey, let's bust out some insert drug here. Right. And let's everybody's all, everybody take, yeah, everybody take the drug. And again, I know that that may seem like an extreme uh-huh. um, example, but when you look at statistics mm-hmm. and how many, you know, alcohol related deaths there are every year, I mean, it's not extreme, yeah. you know, alcohol yeah. is right up there with all these other drugs as, as far as addiction, also, yeah, you know, causing all sorts of cancers and, yeah. you know, death eventually. And it's sad, but, you know, again, it's still something that's celebrated and used um, 
for all sorts of things in society, but to celebrate the holidays yeah. too, you know? Do you think, I think it's always interesting when we talk about that. Cause it's almost like you're pulling the curtain back, you know, like you're like, there's this facade, there's this, you know, idea of it. And then when you really start to talk about it, you're like pulling the curtain back. And then I wonder if people are like, Oh, Oh, I never, I never mm-hmm. thought about it like mm-hmm. that. I never really never thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm curious to know what I would have done, you know, at back at my office holiday mm-hmm. parties, like if I wasn't drinking. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm curious if I would have even gone. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to be, you don't want to be somebody who, um, you know, can't go out and have fun without alcohol. Yeah. But also it is, it can be challenging to be around people that are drinking if you, if you are still pretty early on yes. into, or if, you know, this is something that's brand new to you. Yeah. You know, for me now, I don't think it would be a problem. I like, think that it, like there would come a time though that like you would get bored. You get bored. You'd yeah. be like, "All right, yeah. it's 9 o'clock. I'm going home." Right. <laughs> you know, um I don't think that you would have stayed until 2 mm-hmm. or 3 o'clock in the morning or no, needed an Uber not. home or anything not. like that. Yeah. Um it would have there would there would have been a time mm-hmm. expiration date on it. And I say I, it wouldn't be a problem for me, but there there could still be a part of you that maybe it was like, wow, that might, might be fun to join in for a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't know of people who have been, you know, alcohol free for five, 10, 15, 20 years. If there ever is a small part of them mm-hmm. that wants to be included um, and maybe thinks back to some of the good memories they may have mm-hmm. around drinking. And, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing to, to have those thoughts, but also to know that, you know, it's not worth it. And, you're going to be true to what you believe in. And uh, it's, again, maybe like just a fleeting moment. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, if I'm being honest, I've had pings like that before. Yeah. Of like, oh, you know, what What would it What would it harm if I, like, just sat down and had a beer? Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I think about, this is how my brain works, then I think about how that makes, like, my body feel physically. And then I think about how I sleep at night. And then I think about how I feel the next morning. And then I'm <laughs> quickly like, oh, that's not worth yeah. it. I don't want to do that. But, uh, but it's kind of like the same whenever I drink caffeine too. Yeah. Like when I think about drinking coffee, I'm like, oh, it tastes so good. Like it's just one cup. It, it'll be fine. And then I think about like how it makes my heart pound and how I don't <laughs> sleep well and how it makes me jittery. And then I'm like, eh, no, yeah. it's okay. But there's also people like you who could, if you wanted to have a drink and there's yeah. no problem. And then there's people who cannot. Mm-hmm. People who, if they had one drink, all those years mm-hmm. of hard would work just, would just go right out the window sure. and, and it could cause them to, to relapse. So yeah. that's something to keep in mind as well. But no kind of going back to you in the caffeine. You know, we had a party the other night that we were out later than normal. And I woke up the next day feeling like somewhat hungover almost, yeah. you know, just kind of foggy yeah. and a little bit of a headache and just didn't feel rested. And it's just funny to think back, you know, years ago. 10 o'clock, we would have just been going to the bars, you know, yeah, just, just start, started. Yeah, you know, we had pre gamed and, you know, just obviously that's a part of aging as well. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's a part of just adopting a new lifestyle, yeah. you know, getting up early, being mm-hmm. productive early, um, going to bed at a decent time. Your body's on this, you know, circadian you know, rhythm. Yeah, circadian rhythm. You're on a, a schedule. And then when you break that schedule, you're you're all out of whack, regardless. Like, What's going regardless on? Regardless if you drink anything or not. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think that's kind of like a beautiful thing too to be able to reflect on and, and be like, man, I, I want to be home and mm-hmm. in my bed and feeling good the next day because you really feel like you've accomplished a lot, you know, because seemingly every single day getting up and, um, you know, whatever your morning routine is, doing that and and feeling good and satisfied and right it's like kind of like rolling a snowball every single day when you do it you feel better and better and better and then when you don't do it you get that kind of slap in the face of like oh wow like this is really making a difference Mm -hmm. like I really can see how much better I feel whenever I do all the things that fill my cup rather than when I do the maybe the one thing that doesn't how many people do you think feel that way after doing dry January because I think oh yeah I think there's a lot of people who do dry January with the goal of I'm just going to go one month mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go back to like, I just got to get through one month um, for whatever reason, yeah. maybe to prove to themselves right. they can do it. And then February 1st, they're like, yes. Yeah. Um, or, you know, again, they maybe overindulge during the holidays. So they, they just, just like that feel detox. like they need that detox. I mean, I could think back to times that I was, uh, you know, maybe visiting Texas with my brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the third or fourth day, I was like, I just physically cannot drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we've drank every, every day. I can't do it. So maybe that's kind of that feeling for some people after yeah. the holidays. Like I can't, I just need a break. Right. But I'm just curious, like, because I think maybe it takes longer than 30 days to really kind of start to see the effects. I think it does take longer than mm-hmm. that. There's some things you're going to feel pretty quickly um, when you stop drinking. Like, I think you do get into a, a better sleep habit. And there's physical there's things. There's physical that, things. Yeah. But I don't know that 30 days is really enough to truly kind of recognize how much better you feel after, you know, yeah. maybe years of drinking. So I'm just curious how many people do dry January and say, hey, this this is pretty good. I'm going to extend this to February and then right. March. and. Or like, are you doing that in conjunction with um, like self-development? Because I feel like if you're doing dry January, that's like a beautiful invitation to um, if you're not already doing any other self-development, like incorporate that into your life. That's a good point. Like not just giving up alcohol, but replacing it with something like, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to go out and drink on a Friday night or Saturday night. What am I going to do in in place of that since I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that? That's going to benefit me. Um, Or since you have more like you're maybe you're going to bed on time, you have more energy, like you're physically feeling good. You have all this bandwidth and you're like, all right, now what am I, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to, am I going to take up a hobby? Am I going to start walking? Am I going to, um, I don't know, meet up with my friends more? Like what, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with all of that energy and kind of. Yeah. Cause know? it's not just you're freeing up your Friday night that you used to go to the bar. You're no. also freeing up your Saturday morning when you weren't right. feeling good. Exactly. Not just your Saturday morning, maybe, maybe Saturday, Saturday afternoon, yeah, Saturday the old, evening. The older you get, maybe <laughs> that entire day afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you're going to have a lot more time on your hands. Mm-hmm. So like, what are you going to do with that time? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, like a wonderful time to explore like how you even started drinking like mm-hmm. where did it begin why did i do it what 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 was the catalyst that started it what are like some 
maybe some deep rooted reasons that I did because, um, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, you always were like, well, I just like to drink because it makes me more outgoing. It makes me more outgoing. And I had pressed you for a while and I was like, I don't think that that's really the only reason you drink. And, um, it wasn't until you had been alcohol free for an extended period of time. I don't even know how long it was before you began to, like dive that's true over a year before you really decided to dive in and really get to the root and figure out why you you even began drinking and that could be a great thing for people to do by giving up alcohol for the holidays to reflect back why do i drink more perhaps during the Mm -hmm. holidays than i do throughout the year is there a reason for that am i trying to avoid something am i trying to numb myself to something Are there deep-rooted issues with family members that make me not want to be present Mm -hmm. with them? And and Are there unconscious beliefs that you just carry that you aren't even aware of that maybe need to be brought to the surface Mm -hmm. and, and worked through? And I know these are like, these are deep, you know, these are, these are deep, hard things that, you know, maybe are requested of you but this could be the catalyst you see whenever you start digging into that stuff to have a new life yeah because when you start cleaning up kind of all those programs that are running in the background of your life that you don't even realize that are doing that um you just you open up so much more bandwidth in Mm -hmm. your brain to be able to actually do life uh the way that you want to on your terms yeah it's pretty amazing. And that can start before January 1st. Oh, absolutely. I hate, I hate New Year's resolutions. I really do. I, I think they have good intent. But why, yes. again, why do we wait for a specific so date? I, I love this time of year because I like reflecting on the the year that I've had. So the things that like, I don't like New Year's resolutions. I like New Year's intentions. So like mm-hmm. this year, my intention was to have... Um, like more power in my life, to be more assertive, to make decisions on my own, to curate more hobbies, to hone um, a, uh, like a, a something that I wanted, like I wanted to learn more about Reiki, all of those things. Like those are the intentions that I set. And then I have 12 months to, to focus on those things. That's what I like. I don't like New Year's resolutions of like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Right. I'm going to do that. Like I like I like New Year's intentions because I feel like if you don't set an intention and I was like very, very guilty of this. If you don't set an intention, you kind of just end up like floundering or floating. So at least if you have an intention, you can always go back to whatever you're tethered to. Like, oh, this was my original thing that I wanted to do. Let's focus on that. Um, especially if you're a water sign, which is me, like I'm, <laughs> I'm very floaty. And so I need something very solid, very, mm-hmm. uh, something to keep me grounded. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's probably different for different people. Me mm-hmm. personally, like I, I feel like, you know, throughout my journey, there's just certain points where I'm like, okay, I want to make a change. Like yeah. I want to implement you're this. Very I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait yeah. until you know, a certain date, well, like yeah. I want to implement it when I feel it. Yeah. And yeah, again, yeah, I think that there, there are some people I mean, who there's need some things that in structure. my life that have happened in that way too, right, of right. like, 
like this has to happen now. Um, but if we're just strictly talking like New Year's, then I just I yeah I think of the the society setting New Year's resolutions. Yeah. like I I want to yeah eat or better. Like I want to go really to the gym. These really lofty goals and, that you have never uh, right. like you've never stuck to. You don't really know anything about. Like we just put all this pressure on ourselves to really like. Uh, dive into this lifestyle, this person that we aren't. Mm -hmm. And then we shame and blame ourselves Mm -hmm. for not being able to meet those expectations. It's just like, oh man, you know, I used to to give yourself so much more grace. (laughs) I used to hate January at the gym because you had so many people there that you knew were only there because it was January 1st and you knew like a month or two from now, they aren't going to be there because again, you don't go to the gym for six months, a year, two years, and then all of all a sudden of you decide, yeah, all your life, and all of a sudden you decide, I'm going to go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. It just, it's not a, a sustainable method. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, um, is it James Clear? That, is the he Atomic the, is, Habits. Is he Atomic yep. Habits? Or I know there's like Tiny Habits too. There's all kinds of books in there. Yeah, but one yeah. of those. Yeah, but it's like you got to you got to meet yourself where you are basically right. and you have to start small because if not your brain will be like we have never done right. this before. Like right. we don't traditionally go to the gym and so you'll your brain will freak out and it will actually actively fight against you because mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, this is this is wrong. This doesn't feel right." And then whenever you don't go to the gym, your body is saying, "Okay, this is what we always mm-hmm. did." Well, I think he it, I think it was him who said like just Start by driving to the gym. Yeah. You don't even have to go yep. in. You just, just make just yourself go, go drive. to the the parking yeah. lot, and then the next day maybe walk inside, mm-hmm. and then the next day maybe do five minutes. And he, you know, he says it sounds really stupid, mm-hmm. but you're just making you're making your body actually do it. You know, you're just saying I'm showing up. Yeah, and then eventually you're you're not gonna just go to the gym for five minutes for a month straight. Right. You're like I'm here. I'm gonna same. You know, flossing. I think he said oh, start yeah. with one tooth, just floss one tooth, as silly as that may seem, mm-hmm. the next day floss two, yep. and then eventually you just do it and mm-hmm. you do your whole mouth. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. That's so crazy because when you start thinking about it, you're, it kind of opens up a, a, a window of like, that's why I haven't been able to sustain anything in my life because I just jumped head first into every mm-hmm. decision when I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. I, I should have just taken a baby step because yeah. a baby step is way better than no step, right? Yeah. What do you think are a few things people could do? Um, you know, if they do have a holiday party coming up, or they, you know, have a family that their traditions typically involve drinking, and maybe they don't want to drink this holiday, they want to start, you know, early with their New Year's resolution, maybe. <laughs> um. I would say like definitely if if you can get somebody on board with you yeah. to not drink with you, I think that's one of the biggest support. One of the biggest things, yeah, is to have some support because it always feels good to have somebody else there. You know, um, I think back of times whenever I went out with people from work and um, I, I had two gals that were alcohol free, too. And it was just so nice having those friends with me of just being like, yeah, you know, clubs out in in line mm-hmm. hooray um i think back to some of the holiday parties i went to for work i, I do remember there were people who were like i'll be the designated driver because ooh, that's a good one it, it gives you a reason yeah like not oh, to drink. You and know, people okay. just accept that yeah they're, exactly. and they're almost oh, like, thankful oh you're you're they're, so altruistic look at you giving up your night <laughs> right. they're thankful for you because they're like now i can drink and not have to worry about right. getting 
and you're going to provide yeah. that. So yeah, that's And then that's your easy out, right? Like you don't have to explain out, yeah. anything. You don't have to say, "Oh, I'm alcohol free," mm-hmm. and then open up that can of worms mm-hmm. at a party when somebody else is probably like four drinks deep and you're trying to have a con- yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a whole thing. So. Or again, just, you know, maybe a stop a substitute, a mocktail yep. if you don't want uh, I think a mocktail. Don't want to have those conversations yeah. or like, "Hey, I have to get up and, you know, do something tomorrow yeah. and I don't want to, you know, not be feeling good." Like if you're not ready to have those conversations and, yeah. and you don't know anyone an explanation, if you want to Mm-mm. talk about it, that's absolutely fine. But this is probably more for people again that are, are maybe early on, or this is a new thing for them. Yeah. People like us again, that we've been doing this for a while. There really is no explanation needed. People mm-hmm. know, Oh God, going back to hanging out with my siblings, you yeah. know, they just, they know we're not going to drink and mm-hmm. um, there's no, no questions asked. It's not even a thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's kind of, it's kind of nice to be there in your journey. Point, like yeah. you're in, you're just in your comfy spot. Well, we weren't there a year and a half no, ago. No, very know. much so. It took, yeah. took some, some effort for sure. Some hard work and. Yeah, very much so. Trying to navigate through it. Those first few weeks for me, I mean, I definitely had some temptations, mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked about though, like there's a part of me that knew that I was going a hundred percent into this. So it wasn't something where I almost slipped up, but it was, it was also something that was was challenging you know mm-hmm. there were many times where i was like i just want to have a drink i just want to you know i'm not gonna i'm only gonna have one what's the harm you know mm-hmm. you kind of again t- try to talk yourself into it you know everybody else is able to have fun and why can't can, why can't i yeah uh, and then yeah. It, it transitions into i'm having fun i'm present yeah they're the ones who maybe aren't having fun they think yeah. they are but it's, uh, a, it's definitely like a metamorphosis, yeah. you know, it, it, it comes in waves and um, I think you just have to hold steady. You got to yeah. hold steady and you have to ride that wave and you have to be willing to feel the feelings at the time. Like allow yourself to feel disappointed that you can't participate with your friends. Allow yourself to feel, um, you know, like happy or champion yourself for walking out of a bar with a group of your friends and you're sober Mm -hmm. and you can drive home and remember the entire route. And it's all about seeing the bigger picture. It is seeing the bigger picture. And it's about like feeling what you're feeling and honoring that Mm -hmm. at the time. Cause if you're not able to do that, then that might be your, your, your next step to Mm -hmm. take. Like, okay, I'm sober now. Like now I got to feel my feelings. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody has a very, very happy holidays mm-hmm. and maybe take some of what we've talked about today and applies it to your own life. And again, this is your decision. Um, you know, hopefully you do have people in your life to support you. And I know that there's probably people out there who are like, hey, I, I would maybe want to do this, but with my family, it's going to be very challenging mm-hmm. or my friends, it's going to be very challenging. So maybe some of what we talked about today is going to help you through that. Um, obviously, yeah, obviously finding a support system around you is very important too. Mm-hmm. So thank you, you guys. You can always hit up uh, the Instagram page too if you need yeah, some support. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and share this with a friend, maybe somebody yeah. who you think might benefit from it. We always appreciate that too. For so, sure. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Hope you have a happy holidays. 